Hello and hey there. Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast, a show where we rank and discuss any list you can imagine. Best childhood trend, top gaming consoles, best blenders. Nothing is off limits. Everyone is wrong, even when we think they are right. I'm your host today, Eric Shane. And with me as always is... Zachary Darnell Food Court. Zachary Darnell Food Court. How you feeling, buddy? Uh, I'm still mucusy, but I don't. I don't know if I, I don't think I have the vid anymore. That's so, good. I know, but uh, I still. I don't like coughing. All this. Mucus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not that. Uh, it's not that wonderful. I. No. I feel a lot better. Last week, my voice was all like way down here, like a whole register. You know, this <laughs> sexy deep register. You know, the, Sound like Barry White. <laughs> yeah. You know who 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 absolutely has a wonderful deep register? It's Mister. Tom Lockhart. There you go. How that's you not, that's not how you talk. Uh, I'm doing great. I filled out my uh, passport renewal because I'm optimistic that I could leave the country sometime in the yeah. next 10 years. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So so that's what I did today. Good. Well, it's good to be optimistic. Uh, and, you know, we, we all like to think that we'd like to travel a little bit more. I've been able to travel a little bit. I'm planning on traveling uh, this fall or this summer, I mean, and I don't know how well that's going to go over, but I mean, here's hoping. You know? Yeah, we have plans to go to Italy in April for our one year anniversary because we never did a honeymoon, but right. we'll see w- what happens because. Eh. Well, yeah, we're not talking too much about travel geographically today, but we are talking about a different sort of travel. And I, I, I pulled up a few quotes to sort of inspire us. Uh, I believe our adventure through time has taken a most serious turn. Whoa. Oh, you beautiful babes from England for whom we have traveled through time. Will you go to the prom with us in San Dimas? We will have a most triumphant time. Want a Twinkie, Jengis Khan? You don't have to be a history nerd to wonder what it must have been like to bear witness to the greatest moments in history. But these are just a few epic lines one could utter if they had their very own time machine. Time travel is impossible, but that hasn't stopped us from making such fantastic takes on the subject, such as in Back to the Future, Hot Tub Time Machine, and Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventures, to name a few. So, if you could go backwards or forwards in time to any point in history, where would you go? Why? And what, if anything, would you do when you got there? Today, we're discussing our top five time machine destinations. To enhance the discussion, we did not share our list with each other, and by no means, oh my god, by no means are we experts or historians <laughs> in this category. We are just a few dudes who are peak-talking nonsense for this particular episode. So Tom, start us off. This is not uh, Christmas Carol rules where you're just a passive witness. This is this is Loki, this is Bill and Ted, this is your your interference would affect what's going on. So, where would you like to go? Your first destination? Yeah, uh, and and for me, I decided that I couldn't die in these situations because I have a couple words like, "Ooh, I'm not coming back from that one." Ah. This one, not so much. But my first one is the first colony planet in the future that we go to. Okay. Now, the key here is I was going to say Mars, but who knows? It might not be Mars, but. I also want to stipulate that I don't want to go like first day colony because that's a lot of hard work that I'm not willing to do. I want there to be like an already built city that I can like go around on this new planet because it would be great looking at the night sky from like a totally different world. Like that would be insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I don't want to be like Matt Damon having to grow his own crops on Mars in the Martian. Like, I don't want to be that guy who's <laughs> on a different planet. 
So that that's my first one is first time us humans spread our disease to the rest of the universe. <laughs> I love where your head's at. That's pretty close to my first one. And I, you know, we can freeform this. I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of crossover, but this one, I, I'm saying my first one is the first time we make alien contact. Cause I'm of the belief that the universe is far too vast that our development in the cosmos while rare is probably not unique. Uh, I think meeting a species from another world or another dimension or however that actually shakes out would be the most important moment in human history. Um, if it happened right now in our hit development, uh, we know how half the world or half the, our country at least would just ignore it and say it's fake news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. But it landed Times Square. You'd be like, ah, fake news. CNN's a bunch of bullshit. But... <laughs> Uh, but that, yeah, light, uh, creating a colony or going to a colony on so Mars or the moon that could happen in the not too distant future. I know our boy Elon Musk is definitely working on that. He's got big plans. He's target dates, 2050, probably super not realistic at all, but you know, aim small, miss small. If you, you know, if we get something going by 2070, is that really going to be a failure? No, no, not at all. So, so, Zach, do you have any forward-thinking thoughts about landing in flying spaceships or landing on colonies or anything like that? Um, not really. Uh, I'm in- interested by it, obviously, but I try not to do any... I-, I try not to look into the future too much. I just live in the now sort of thing, and we'll get there eventually. I don't know if it's going to be in my lifetime or not, but we'll get there at a certain point. I hear you. Uh, I like that you're saying that you live in the now during a time machine podcast. Like it's it's the perfect quote. <laughs> I don't want to go in the future, man. I want to live <laughs> no, in the now. I just want to stay right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, fair. Yeah. So, I mean, Zach, that's fair. I'm, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We'll just go, Zach. What is your first one then? So my first one, This I just want to say this is a hard list because I, I, I don't know. I. I like living now because this is the best time to be alive with modern medicine and technology and all that kind of stuff. It would be cool to go back, but if you you try to go back for one gain, you're going to miss out on a ton. But for this exercise, um, I would go to the wild, wild west. So back in the uh, 19th century, I go to like a Montana or down to Texas or something like that and see what life would be like in the wild, wild west. It would be very interesting. Um, I mean, I'm steal- stealing it from Back to the Future 3 uh, precisely. So I'd call myself Clint Eastwood or John Wayne and uh, go from there. But I think it would be really interesting, especially seeing how like the railroads were built, uh, seeing the town marshals and I don't know, all that kind of shit. So <laughs> I think that'd be neat. I um, appreciate I appreciate that you had a difficult time with this list because I am a history nerd and I had a tough time with this list. So I, <laughs> I get that this is, but I also dig that you want to go see the old West. Mm-hmm. Tom, you were going to say something. I cut you off here, buddy. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say that I kind of have the same thing, but I have a specific that I'd like to be at the shootout at the okay corral. Okay. Like, Why that the movie, the movie tombstone. I love it. And for yeah, some, yeah. I just, I just want to be there to see how it really happened. I know I'm probably going to be disappointed and I would like to be part of the shootout, <laughs> like because what? that that just seems like 
well, that's the tough part. Do I want to be part of the shootout or just watch it from like a bar window or like, cause if like I died, hopefully I don't actually die. Like I said, because that would suck. Um, but yeah, I think I would want to be part of the shootout. I've been playing a lot of uh, super hot VR where you're like shooting people and whatnot. And I think I'm doing real good. I think that I could really take on those gunslingers. No, you couldn't. No, I couldn't. You're right. No, you would die. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. 100% you would die. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that uh, – <laughs> thank you for sharing with the trust circle. Uh, you would die very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was uh, – Louis L'Amour wrote a lot of books, obviously, about the Wild West. And he gave some interviews and his, talked about his research of it. He, he did extensive research. He talked about uh, gun culture in the West and how it's really totally different from what – the is portrayed in television. It's not like they went around shooting each other on a whim. I mean, these things are, these, these tools are dangerous and these people knew it. They lived by them. So the, the big shootouts in the streets were not as common as is given, (laughs) as is given in our media and in movies and stuff like that. So, but the people who carried guns, you best believe they knew how to use them. Um, (laughs) Only, only a fool goes looking for a gunfight. You know, hello, <laughs> Tom would bring a knife to that gunfight. That's right. Two <laughs> so, knives. Whoa. Oh, well, if it's two knives, then exactly. OK, fair game, enough. It's a game changer. They right wouldn't there. know which one I'm going to use. They'd get confused and I'd stab them. Uh-huh. Damn. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> OK, well, I think then well, that turns right back to, to me then, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Well, then I'm going to go backwards in time and I'm going to go to the middle of the 1960s and I want to go to San Francisco. I want to be there for the great acid wave and the summer of love. I want to do that fear and loathing in Las Vegas (laughs) experience. I want to see this for myself because we have there's a lot of protests now, obviously. And there's, you know, we had uh, what was it? The chop in Seattle where they had their little experimental situation it was a crazy year in 2020, but it was still nothing like 1968 and the, 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 uh, the revolts against the, you know, the, the tendency towards anarchy, the drug explosion, the, the free love movement, the hippie movement. This was like a spontaneous combustion of all these different factors that sort of melted at once. And in this one time and in this one place, as was explained in the book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, as well the movie, that it was a special time and place to be a part of, uh, that no explanation, no mix of words or music or memories can touch that sense of knowing that you were there and alive in the cor- in that corner of the time in the world. Whatever it meant, it, in any direction, at any hour, you could strike sparks anywhere. There was a fantastic universal sense that whatever we were doing was right, that we were winning. And that, I think, was the handle, that sense of inevitable victory over the forces of old and evil. Not in any mean or military sense. We didn't need that. Our energy would simply prevail. We had all the momentum. We were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave. We have had moments similar to that throughout the the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s and so on. But I think it's every single one of them has been trying to capture what was spontaneous in the 60s. Uh, it's sort of a pale imitation of what happened then. I'd like to go back and see that happen in real time. Um, 
must have been a hell of a party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, I, it's just it, it's a unique moment in in world history and Western culture. And it, it's not just any one event, but it's this massive cultural shift that happens. And it seems to be focused in this one place. And I'd very much like to go back and see that for myself. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I agree. Makes sense. And yeah. To piggyback off of yours, I mean, I want to go to the '60s also, but I want to go to London in the '60s. Okay. Uh, the swing in the '60s, you know, when they called it, London was this very gloomy and morose place. Um, and uh, in the '60s, that was the new wave of art and culture and love and style. And that is basically when I think of London, I think of a, a very unique style, like some of the greatest designers and art and actors um, and musicians ever uh, come out of London. So to to see what it is compared to what it used to be before the 60s is pretty phenomenal. And I think London in the 60s would have been just for everything that you said, Eric, just groundbreaking and transitional and transcendent. And I, I would I would love to be there. Absolutely. It is a, like I said, a spontaneous combustion of a cultural shift that we have not had anything like that before or since. And it happened in such a quick period of time, too. Mm-hmm. too so. And I'd get to listen to the Beatles. I would see the Beatles yeah. live. They say you want a revolution, you know, yeah. that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it kind of mm-hmm. takes me back to when we had our conversation about the concerts we'd like to see if we can be anywhere. It sort of felt uh, this was a throwback to that. I agree. Eric, you can go again because Tom already had his shootout at the OK Corral as his second uh, one. Eric had one already also. He had the... Uh... Yeah, the the first contact with an alien. Okay, so that was also. I guess that's where I was confused. So he also wanted first contact. So if your London experience is your number two, yeah. So we're back to Tom then. So I guess we're back to Tom and back to straight into our third. We are flying through these. Well, okay, quick episode. You know, that's all right. Mine's in the future, and I don't know how far into the future because who knows. But the end of the Earth. So the day that that either a supernova takes the earth out or, you know, a meteor hits or something. I want to see it preferably from not on the earth. I'd rather be like, I, I thought of this because of a episode of uh, doctor who uh, where they go into the future and watch the earth be no more. It's like a right. whole <laughs> gathering that people like come and pay to go see the earth blow up. Um, sure, sure, sure. So that's where I thought of it. And it would just be, it would either be mind breaking or mind expanding to see the earth just go away, like in a flash of light. And I would just really like to see it. Hopefully we've already spread off of earth and it's dead and no one's on it. Cause I don't want people, you know, dying or anything. I'm not that type of person. <laughs> oh, okay. Billions and billions of deaths. I just want to see a giant planet explode that I'm familiar with. I'm like, oh, there's the United States and it's gone. <laughs> you can see that in pretty much any Michael Bay or Roland Emmerich movie, Tom. You don't need to wait yeah, until but, the future to see it. But that's not real. <laughs> I want to see the real thing. <laughs> know that it's not coming back until I travel back to the present, of course. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. So. I think that would be a fascinating thing to see, to see this earth extinguish. Uh, we know at some point it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to. I mean, and you give it enough time. I mean, the sun's going to blow up. So yeah, at my- some point, <laughs> we <laughs> as a species must leave this planet if we wish to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's that's you know millions of years from now. Okay. All right. Uh, I cross guess your fingers. To... Cross your fingers on that. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of a uh, episode of Rick and Morty where they went to where it was uh, Summer and Rick went to three end of the world parties. These planets were uh, they were doomed. They were going to die. They knew it. It was either a big asteroid was coming their way. They couldn't deflect it or something. Their sun was blowing up, going Nova or something was happening. So the whole world just through these absolute massive worldwide rave orgy rave where anything goes because everybody's dying <laughs> and <laughs> a little bit like uh, the end of don't look up <laughs> and, and uh, Rick in summer is just like, yeah, these these probably the greatest parties of all time. So we're going to hit all three back to back to back and get out of there just in time. Um, I was thinking in this list, what would be a hell of a party for my third one? And I want to go back to the actual night that Prohibition ended in America. Mm. The night Prohibition ended in 1933. I believe it was December 5th, 1933. Mm -hmm. That must have been a hell of a party. And I understand that people were drinking like all through Prohibition. But uh, that particular night, probably I had imagined there would be some. The debauchery would be off the scale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had to be, right? Uh, I think I'm going to go back. I subscribe to the New York Times, and I have access to their what they call their Times machine, where they have all the PDFs of every paper they've ever had back from 1851 to today. So I go back and I read through them sometimes to see what they were talking about. I think I'm going to go back after this, after we stop recording, and go see what they were talking about the day after. Cause there's gotta be, there's gotta be reports of some bad stuff. <laughs> so you're You're going to open that up and it's just going to be a bunch of gibberish because the person who's writing it was just so hung over that he's just like, it's just all these typos and exclamation points and question marks everywhere. Oh, sounds beautiful. I imagine. So, I mean, prohibition is a, let's just say it was a flawed concept mm-hmm. and uh, we still have a version of that with, you know, drugs and all that, but um, it's not to get too political with it, but it's definitely uh, yeah. I just opened it up right front page of the New York times legal liquor due tonight, city ready to celebrate stores to open tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the next day. Let's see first. Yeah. Yeah, rat- yeah, prohibition repeal ratified at 5.32 p.m. Roosevelt asked nations to bar the saloon. New York celebrates with quiet restraint. Okay, okay. So it wasn't <laughs> – they say it was restraint. quiet restraint. Okay, that's what they're saying anyway. <laughs> Only 10 buildings burned down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, liquor for home, scarce, speakeasy raids go on. Yeah, okay. So there's still a whole lot of going on here. Big, big parties and stuff. So, Yeah looks like they confiscated like a hundred thousand bottles at some point oh man so whew, okay a lot a lot yeah history's complicated it's not as cut and dry that's why i like to go back and see those old uh newspaper articles and see what was really going down so, i i think it's interesting i told you i was a history nerd <laughs> yeah end of prohibition yeah well, I also wanted to go to uh, Prohibition Times, but not the end of it. I wanted to just go at any random point in it. From 1920 to 1933 was Prohibition in the U.S., and I think it would be very fascinating to uh, go to a speakeasy to see the underworkings or 
the uh, what's it, what am I trying to say? The dark side of it, and see sure. you know the seedy underbelly, the seedy underbelly yeah, of uh, of uh, people running booze, basically, and the Al Capones and all that kind of stuff. I think it'd be fascinating to read that because we don't have villains like that who are you know made men, actual mobsters, just walking the streets normal. So sure. it would be very very interesting to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that that would be pretty great. Aside from, you know, I don't want to live in a Hooverville slum or anything like that. No, but no, I no, would no, no, I no. would want to check it out and see what's going down. So, yeah, I hear that. I uh, that I yeah, there are still counties in the south that are dry. But uh, I, I hear what you're saying. That's uh, like the, the founding of NASCAR. That's where NASCAR comes from. You know, there used to be there were booze. There were bootleggers. They used to run booze. That's how NASCAR even became a thing. So. Yeah, that'd be a really cool and interesting moment in history, too. But I kind of want to go for the party. <laughs> that's yeah, just, that's that's where my head's at. So uh, is that uh, that's going to be your number three then? Huh? Yeah, that's my number three. OK, quick. We're burning through them. I love it. Tom, what's your number four? My number four is another disaster. Um, Pompeii. Okay. Now, Pompeii. Jesus, Tom. I, <laughs> I, I would try to get people out, but my. My thing is, they would probably just think I'm a crazy person. First yeah. of all, I don't exactly. speak the language, so I'm just speaking gibberish, and they're not going to get out. And I'll try, but it's probably not going to work. But watching the volcano explode and all the lava and terrible stuff that's going to happen, but again, I can't die in this, so I'm cool. Um, <laughs> but just watching that natural destruction of just an entire city would be cool, but sad. <laughs> I want to emphasize the sad part because I'm starting yep. to sound a little, little terrible here, shooting people and destroying the whole earth. Nah. Um, but it would be super sad, but very interesting because we're still interested to this day of it. And I'd actually get to see it happen. And oh, yeah, you're, I'd you're like, very I, like dark. <laughs> I know it's crazy. That's okay. I, I get it. I get it. I was just going to mention with my next one that um, I've kind of seen some carnage in my time. I'd like to seen some av- shit. <laughs> I'd like to avoid that with my list, mm. but I get that some people would want to see some of the most horrific moments in history. And with Pompeii, to watch that volcano just go up, light that candle, and just destroy everything. I mean, I like watching YouTube videos of volcanoes detonating. It's really interesting and horrifying even with through the lens of watching it through YouTube (laughs) in real time, that would be, that would be horrifying, thrilling, but horrifying. And Pompeii was Mm. real bad. So I can appreciate it. (laughs) What about you, Zach? Do you appreciate me for that? No, I don't. For for this exercise, I don't want to go back and and relive any horrible catastrophic incidents. So if you're trying to tell me Hiroshima or or Pompeii or the sinking of the Titanic, I'd be like, what the fuck, Tom? Like, why? (laughs) Why do you want to see all this death and destruction? We have enough of this shit in our world. And I don't want to go back and see that. I'd rather just read about it in a book and be upset than see it in person. So... (laughs) Don't, um, don't worry, my last you, one's going to be like saving someone. Yeah, so I'm going to redeem it's gonna myself. It's going to be saving yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're going to say, I wish I went uh, 10 years ago and didn't have that box of donuts, which led me on a dark path or something like Ugh. that. 
This stomach didn't come from nowhere. <laughs> didn't get that fat by playing with your food. You <laughs> That's <go>. right. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can uh, move on to what, my number four then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mentioned that I wouldn't want to witness a whole lot of the, the horror uh, moments. So this is the closest one to, to that. It's actually the end of something. It's November 11th. 11 a.m. 1918, uh, the day the guns fell silent, literally any battlefield. They have this recording on the website. I don't know if it's a it's a mock of what it is, but it is it, the, the treaty to end the war. The First World War ended at 11 a.m. or yeah, the war ended at 11 a.m. November 11th, 1918. But all that morning and all through the night beforehand, leading up to the second the clock struck 11 Every gun was firing off every round it had and just this last just orgy of violence that this war did not need. Understand that World War One was the most calamitous war in human history up until that point. And it was especially shocking because in Western society – You'd had the Seven Years' War, you'd had the American Revolution, you had the Napoleonic Wars, and those were bad. But that had pretty much, that was like a hundred years. The Napoleonic Wars were a hundred years ago, and they were nothing compared to what waited in store for the 20th century. Nothing. They had not quite a hundred years of peace, but mighty close to it. I mean, you had the Boers' War and all that stuff, but nothing, nothing on the scale of a vast global conflict and in that time, science had come to the fore and modern medicine had begun to uh, be developed into what we recognize it today. And there were better food systems and better hygiene and population explosion was bonkers where you had cities of 100,000 people. Now you had cities of millions of people. And along with that technology came greater means of killing people, just massive monumental machines of death that these countries in Europe and around the world had been stockpiling and stockpiling, stockpiling, but the economy was booming and they had these extensive uh, treaty systems where it wasn't going to ever get used. Well, one thing led to another famously. And within a month, like two months after the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was killed, millions of people are dying. Now in the Napoleonic Wars, Napoleon bragged about how he could. He lost thirty thousand. He could spend thirty thousand men every month to achieve his aims, and which is at the time a titanic figure. World War One. They were losing thirty thousand people a day, mm. every single day, every single day for four years, churning and churning and churning, sawing through men. It was horrific. Dudes burying their buddies in the trenches, in the mud, right under their feet or right in front of them because they couldn't go do it anywhere else. Just the most horrific awfulness ever, ever in human history. And at 11 a.m., November 11th, 1918, the guns fell silent and the world had completely, utterly changed forever. The humanity of it all it had to have been just stunning. I mean, at that point, it's almost impossible to imagine what could have, what it could have been like and what, they would be trying to do to put the world back together again. I mean, this was the war to end all wars the way they saw it. Little did they know less than 30 years later, an even bigger war was coming, but that's a conversation for another time. 
uh, the humanity, the sheer humanity uh, of that moment is something I would like to to witness. Not the war itself. I don't need to see that. None of us do. But that moment of that war ending uh, is one of the most important moments in all human history. So, yeah, I would go pay homage to that moment if I could. Hmm. Nice. Uh, so that's the closest thing to any sort of horrific <laughs> experience that yeah. I would have from my list. Yeah, you're all about the hor- horrifying things stopping. I'm all about let's get them started. Let's oh, get it going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad about myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. We are talking. We are we are just we are just talking. That's you should okay. feel bad about yourself, Tom. And, You're a horrible and, person. And Zach is just <laughs> texting the police right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I think that's my number four. Zach, what's your number four? Um, I picked the Jurassic period because I think it would be cool to go back to see dinosaurs um, because they did exist and uh, to see kind of what would happen and then maybe even go to uh, the whole Big Bang. I'm sorry, not the Big Bang, see the, the asteroid and see what happens. But uh, I, don't, I don't want that. I just want to see dinosaurs. I want to see how they actually looked and how they interact and all that kind of stuff. I think it would be fascinating. I've loved dinosaurs my entire life. Um, but yeah. I think it would be very cool to go back then. I don't even know a certain period. I just, I'm picking Jurassic because of Jurassic Park. Of course. That's, that's of course. fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, I accept you. Yeah. Y- you know, there was, <laughs> I can't remember what the exact quote was, but there is a greater period of time between T-Rex and Stegosaurus than there is between T-Rex and us. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Evolution is this crazy, amazing force of nature that on three separate occasions it said, yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs are the answer That's to so life's cool. questions. That's so dinosaurs cool. on three separate evolutionary equa- uh, times. That's what it came. The answer was dinosaurs. And then it made us so that we could make new dinosaurs. It's like the so, Matrix hitting reset and being like, you know what? These dinosaurs aren't working out. We're going to use humans. <laughs> so Yeah, they won't do anything terrible. Yeah, this world wants dinosaurs. That's the answer. So I do want dinosaurs. They really need to work on that. You know what? There are so many movies uh, warning us against doing that very thing. I think you've seen them all, haven't you? Probably, yeah. I mean, Jurassic I've seen a lot Park? of dinosaur yeah. movies. There's that one where like a velociraptor is a cop. Um. There's Mario Brothers, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> there is Mario Brothers, oh, which is difficult. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, a <laughs> that's a pretty good number four, buddy. I thought about talking about dinosaurs, but okay. I think we're wrapping around our our fifth and final. Tom, what about uh, what's your fifth one? So this is interesting. I might actually bump my last one because I thought of one in the middle. Mm. Um, because my original one was to stop Heath Ledger from dying. Um, because he was like just hitting his prime, and I feel like he was he was kind of like a, a accident of circumstance where like he had like a an infection and then some pills and like he didn't like there was no like suicide. It was just kind of like he got some bad things against him. But I might switch it up to actually <laughs> to make me a little bit of a better person. But stopping Ted Bundy <laughs> is what I thought of. Oh, um. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, because I do watch a lot of things about serial killers. I'm I am interested in that, like because it boggles my mind. Because I can never think of killing somebody. That sounds just so crazy to me. Like that would uh, I don't I I know I couldn't do it. I think we'll see. Um, (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) you're like Dennis. You just you just like to look at the skins. (laughs) Yeah, I just like to look at them. No big deal. Um, But I've I've watched enough movies about Ted Bundy that I'm thinking, you know what? We don't need these movies. Let's get rid of Ted Bundy because that doesn't need to happen. Now, the question is, is how would I get would I get rid of him? Like as a as a kid, like what? It's tough. Or would I like because you can't really turn him into the police till he actually does something. And that's bad because you don't want something to happen to someone. So I guess I have to murder Ted Bundy. <laughs> um, and you I'm okay his, with that. Cut his brake line or something like that. Make it look like an accident. That's, that's true. I will have to study him like a serial killer and, and, you know, follow him around until I can figure out a nice way to do it, which might lead me down a path. And now this is getting real weird. Um, but yeah, I think I would take out Ted Bundy. I think that's that's what I'm going to go with. The issue with that, Tom, I don't disagree with you, but I mean, I think you just kind of answered your own question is that's why the rule is always never mess with, you know, things in the past and time travel because it's like the butterfly effect. And let's say you did do this. What if that was your thirst for blood and all of a sudden, boom, it was a chain reaction. And now <sighs> we have Thomas Lee Lockhart that we're watching, you know, surpass Gary Ridgway and stuff. Just be infamous. And you know y- what? Y- you yeah. would never know my name because you'd never catch me because I'm a time oh, traveler. I'm I can an investigator. jump all about. I can, I can catch you. I'm a looper. <laughs> I'll just looper this shit. Are you, are you like Jean-Claude Van Damme from uh, what's a time cop? <laughs> sure. Why not? No, I'm like, uh, I'm like Edge of Tomorrow. That works too. T- Tom Let's Cruise. just keep saying time, time machine movies. <laughs> yeah. Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. Where they, where they catch Ted Bundy. Yeah. There you go. The Terminator. There you go. That's that's more like it. You could be the there Terminator, go, yeah. Tom. Yeah. The Tominator. Yes. Ooh, I like that. New nickname. Yeah, but to be fair, when you're talking about changing history and all that, when you're talking about Ted Bundy or any of these other people, this is this takes you back to the the Adolf Hitler question. You know, oh, I'd go back in time and kill Hitler. Like that's like the easiest thing in the world to just go do, right? Like, what are you talking about? You're talking about as a baby. That's horrible. That's horrifying. <laughs> They talked about that in Avengers. <laughs> I think yeah. Deadpool did that once. That's pretty uh, horrible. Uh, I don't. I yeah. I it, it's very difficult to sit here and judge and say you're going to go back and you know kill a person. It's pretty fucking awful. So yeah, to go but strangle even a little child. All, even though we can all like agree that this dude was evil, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, okay. If that's your number five, then I think I'll move on to. My number five is something a little more lighthearted, something a little bit better. Uh, I will go back to August of 1776. Mm. You know, the month prior to that is when uh, Americans ratify the Declaration of Independence. I'd like to be in Britain just for, for good bitchy fun when the news actually was printed that <laughs> America had declared their independence because – the king had already sent responded to the olive branch petition had already said, you know, like if you're, if you continue with your treason, the punishment's death by hanging. <laughs> you, you people are being led astray by ill designing men. And if they keep it up, we're going to, we're, we're going to kill you. 
So mm-hmm. the Americans response was the declaration of independence from the continental Congress. So it got printed. I found an article again, old newspaper. It was, I can't remember. It was the Scottish newspaper. It was around at the time where the guy did, you know how you have like YouTube uh, react videos now. Yeah. He did like a running commentary to the declaration of independence. <laughs> and he is just laying waste like F's is S's just laying waste to, to like these people don't even know the, they don't really understand the words that they are using in this declaration uh, and things like that. And like uh, one quote, it was uh, something to the effect of these people seem to believe that they have a, and uh, uh, was it a, I'm going to find the quote. I actually saved it right here. It's, 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 it's a really, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's a good slap. Uh, these gentlemen assume to themselves an unalienable right of talking nonsense. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. brutal. I don't know. I just, I, cause I know what happens. So I, I guess I'd like to go to the coffee shops or the dinner parties and listen to the, the hoity toity, like, mm, you know, the, these, these rustic Americans, you know, they got to get smacked down. I don't know. It's just bitchy fun. Cause I know what's going to happen. So, uh, I, it's, it's a weird, weird thing, but that's what, that's what I'd like to see. I, I thought about being there for the declaration of the actual ratification of it, because these guys had basically at that moment signed their own death warrant. Right. Mm. That's a really impressive moment in history, but I'm going with like a, a small bitchy fun one. So <laughs> what do you think about that? I would drink all uh, the tea. Uh, tea's gross. We've been over this. It's, not. it's the worst. I'd spit that tea in their face and say, America. Yeah, and you probably get shot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But again, I can't die in these situations. <laughs> okay, that's a st- okay. Great. I also thought about the Boston Tea Party. That'd be kind of fun. But again, I've I kind of figured the middle sixties, the San Francisco is a little bit in line with that already, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, why not? Uh, Zach, what about your fifth and final? Um, I was born in the eighties, but I only lived there for three years. So I want to go back to the eighties so I can do some of the concerts and all the fun trends and all the cool shit that happened that my older friends are always like, Oh, I remember that my friend, Justin, he saw like every movie in existence in theaters. And so I wish I could do that kind of stuff. Be of a uh, sound mind to see the movies like RoboCop or, um, you know, <clears throat> John blanks here, but predator, the thing, all that kind of stuff. I think that'd be so incredible. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Basically go back to the stranger things time and relive that in the moment. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, yeah totally. Ghostbusters, all that shit. Yeah. I remember when arcades were a thing, I guess they kind of still are, but not like, you know, not as much. No, no, there used to be an arcade in every mall. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that time frame. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I don't really have a specific <laughs> 80s time, but somewhere in the 80s. I dig it. I uh, <laughs> I saw something on Facebook earlier today where they showed uh, an 80s style living room with like floral print everything. Uh, There's pa- wood paneling on the walls, but floral prints, couches, matching set, floral prints, chairs, and it's... Uh, it uh, it was quote okay eighties kids what's missing from this scene, and my response was my parents and grandparents chain smoking cigarettes over coffee. <laughs> Ugh. 
like in the house. Hey, in that in that time, man, different time, different place, man. McDonald's used to have ashtrays in the in the restaurant, you know, so different time, different place, man. I don't know. (laughs) The 80s, 80s are fun, but I feel like people who like we were little kids in the 80s, so we don't remember too much of it ourselves. The 90s were kind of our decade where we sort of came into our own Mm. Um, the 90s and 2000s anyway. But uh, for people for whom the 80s were a big formative time for them, they kind of never shut up about the 80s. (laughs) So it must have been pretty good. There's a lot of cocaine. I know that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did. I forgot. Yeah, Scarface is definitely uh, definitely a thing. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, that's a that's a pretty interesting list, guys. We kind of jumped yeah all over time and space, so I think we just do a quick little recap here. Uh, for Thomas, uh, he wants to see when we finally colonize planets in the future. He'd like to go back and see the shootout at the OK Corral. He wants to see the end of the world, whatever that may be, whatever form or function. He'd like to witness it personally, provided he doesn't you know die from it. He'd like to go back and watch Pompeii blow up. And he would like to go back in time to destroy Ted Bundy. Me, uh, I'd like to go back to the middle of the 1960s in the summer of love and see that uh, first contact with alien life. I'd like to go back to the night that prohibition ended in 1933 and party it up. I'd like to go back to November 11th, 1918, the end of World War One. And I'd like to go back to August 1776, England, and enjoy the bitchy fun of watching people freak out that the Americans were leaving. And for Zach, he'd like to go back to the Wild West and check that place out. He'd like to see the London in the 1960s. He'd like to go back uh, during Prohibition and see what that was like in America during the time where Prohibition was a law of the land and see how people skirted those issues. He'd like to go all the way back to the dinosaurs, specifically the Jurassic period. And he would like to go back to the recent time of the 1980s and party it up there. So, all righty. Thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at Tom Top 5, and at E underscore Shane, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong even though you think you're right. Here's a question. Was it morally wrong for me to exploit my knowledge of the future for personal financial gain? Perhaps. Here's another question. Do I give a fuck? See you later. (laughs) Bye. See you guys.